0: faith faith, faith, faith how many people realise that some of these words are really hard to try and really understand and try and describe because I find so many of the words in the Bible they're living, they're powerful so even though we have the best attempt of the Hebrew or the Greek it's still really man's attempt to try and describe God he came through this culture but he is God, he's in essence, I hope you can go about to say he's not Hebrew, and as long as that he's God. And he chose a Hebrew culture to come through. And so, you could say the best language that we have, Hebrew and Greek, to try and understand God, is this culture that really this language is outside of a human culture, it's a spiritual dimension, and so... Be I mean, really hard to try and unpack spiritual words and the fullness of those words. And I'm going to attempt to do that today in this whole area of faith. And two weeks ago I shared how faith is a, a core essential, it's a key building block pillar in the building up of you and I. And we've been looking at this: I will build my people. Well, how do I build my people through a series of core, essential walks, which faith is one of. It's one of the type three, faith, hope, and love. And so we're going to unpack that um, today and in a couple of weeks' time. But I'm convinced and convicted that God is really wanting to lead us into a greater understanding, a greater depth of what faith actually is. Um, you know, I think we have sort of tended to think, possibly general statement of, well, it's about belief. Faith is about believing in something. And there's truth to that. Or well, faith is a tool that I need in the event of something maybe going wrong, or I'm trying to reach for a future reality, so this person needs healing, so I need faith for healing or I'm believing for a future something, so I need faith to believe that it's going to happen, and there's truth to all those things. But I believe there's a greater dimension, a greater depth that God would have us understand of what faith is, which is deeper than that. Because the Bible says that faith is the assurance of what we're hoping for. It's the conviction or the evidence of things not seen. And by this faith, the men of old they gained approval of something. So faith is the assurance of what you're hoping for. It is the conviction or the evidence, the hardcore facts of something that you can't see. And the men of old, which are the people in Hebrews 11, the men and women of faith, they gain this approval through something that they couldn't see, but they knew. Do you agree on that? Faith is this thing you can actually know rather than just something you're believing for. It's something that creates a
1: certainty in you a confidence, an absolute because you have an assurance of something, you have hardcore individual
0: facts of something but you haven't seen it in the physical but actually you've seen it in a spiritual dimension and you've received it, you haven't seen it, you've actually received it and it's a knowing of all, something or someone or a substance which creates why? Like, listen to the word assurance. It's a confidence or certainty, evidence, hardcore facts, the knowing of something or someone. And this greater dimension of faith is critical in the building process of you and I being built. See, the goal of Christianity is our transformation. <clears throat> goal of Christianity is the transformation of God's people. That's the purpose. See, we can think that's an internally wide message, it's not, and it's an external one. Because if he's transforming us, there's less of us. Isn't it? Meaning that the flesh man is more of the spirit person comes out. And through that reality then we go then to a world. But so often we want to focus on others, when actually God said the goal is to transform my church into the bride, become and then go. That's a slightly different paradigm or paradox to what we've been taught or even I've taught. So on the transformation, the renewing of the mind, what happens? Be transformed through the renewing of the way you think. So I'm hoping today as we unpack this that our thinking is going to change to, into a new reality, which I think the Holy Spirit can do to unlock something within us so we become brighter and brighter and brighter and then are able to demonstrate It's life for us. Is that cool? Thanks, Chris. Faith is a gift. This is my own writing. I've been stewing on this and fine-tuning it and shaving bits off and moving words around and this is where I've landed the plane. Faith is a gift given to us by God that enables us to have a deep, intimate, knowing or knowledge of a specific, tangible substance which creates an absolute confidence and trust in that tangible substance, even though we can't see it. I'm going to read it again. Faith is a gift given to us by God. God says everyone has a measure of faith that can grow so it's faith is a gift given to us by God that enables us to have a deep, intimate knowing or knowledge of a specific tangible substance which creates an absolute confidence and trust in that tangible substance, even though we can't actually see what that substance is in the physical. This is why it's so important that the church sees in the Spirit. But of course, I don't look at the level, set your mind on the things above Colossians 3, where Christ is seated in heavenly places, because the ability to see impacts the way we live now. Our ability to hear impacts the way we live now. So the future is actually now. And the now is now. And that is an amazing truth that God wants us to enter into more and more. Why? For our own transformation. And when I read this book, I see men and women who were living like this. And so I am encouraged and motivated and mobilized to live like this as well. To be the full expression of who we and I are called to be as his sons. You and I have a place at the table now and it's being prepared. And at that table there is the most awesome spread and you and I have a place. You have your individual seat. It has your name on it. He said, would you come and sit and dine with me on your seat next to me? And look at the spread. Yum! We're about to have Filipino lunch. But it's nothing. Sorry guys, it's nothing compared to the food that's on offer in the spiritual dimension that we can eat and chew of today, now, right this minute, But our ability which we have been given, we have been given the Holy Spirit to see and hear and then partake, to receive and then partake of a spiritual dimension food today. And we can also partake of what's in the future today as well. That's what Hebrews 11, 13 is really all about. Seeing a city and receiving the promise. It's amazing. So faith is this gift given to us by God. How is it possible to have an assurance, an evidence, or a conviction of something you can't see? Because we've been given the ability to see. Here's this other thought. You know we say that thing, God won't share his glory with anyone? Then he says, here's my glory. God won't share his glory with anyone, but then he says, I've given you my glory. We are not of anyone. We are someone in him. So God's
1: sharing his glory with you and I because we are his children. We
0: have to hear and not think, oh, God wants to share His glory with another, with not, not, not us. No, God wants to share His glory with His sons. Because Jesus said in John 17, I've given you my glory. I've given you my peace. I've given you my life. I've given you my life. I've given you me. And I live in you. No longer is it about visitation, it's about habitation. You and I are hosts of the Holy Spirit. And here's the virus. Think about that. There's that virus going on in Africa, and it is destroying people at the moment. Turn it around and think of it as a positive. You and I are hosts of the virus, which is the Holy Spirit, who wants to take over your whole body and come out of you. But you know, what the, you know what the virus does? It kills the flesh. about that What does the Holy Spirit want to do? Kill my flesh. Kill my soul. My mind. My will. My emotions. And the Holy Spirit wants to renew all that so I live from His mind, His will, His emotions. Who or what is this tangible substance these men of all have their absolute confidence, certainty, and trust in? Who wants to answer that? God! Thank you, Shirley. And his purposes. God and his plan. God and his truth. Which ultimately is the same thing. It's all God. Everything's contained within God, and then comes of God. These men of old, they had an assurance of something that they hadn't seen, but they had hope for it. And they had a conviction, they had evidence of something else that they'd seen, it, and they received it. And look at their lives. So who are we to have an assurance, a confidence, a certainty, and absolute in him and his purposes. Because through this, Abraham was made what? Righteous. Through the knowing of God and God's purposes because they were living, he received them he then moves in that reality. And God says, man, there's a man of faith. He's now righteous. Without the need for an animal sacrifice. Without the need for my son. Even though he saw my son and saw my son's day, he received that. By
1: faith.
0: The knowledge of the Father. Why is our mission statement, life purpose at this place? Know him. See, it's two words, but the power and the life and the depth of truth that sits behind that purpose will radically alter you and me. It's not just know him, love others, walk together, it's got a nice ring to it, love him, love others, walk together, um, um, know him. See, we can think, we can quote it, we can memorize it, but are we living in the fullness of what it means? Because these men and women had a faith, a knowledge of a substance that altered the way they lived. So, how on earth, grief, does this faith come to be a reality? great question. Romans 10, 17. Open your Bible. See, I'll encourage myself. <laughs> David did it. I wrong I'm going to it too. Romans 10, 17. So we all know this. We probably know this and have quoted this or a said it really well, which is cool. But once again, such a depth to understanding his word because it's a living word it's a living reality there is life and energy and power and sustenance and conviction contained in the word not just written in English language but the word of Christ so it says this so faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So faith, remember what I just described faith as, an uh, absolute confidence, certainty, a knowing, a knowledge of something or someone, a subject that you have an absolute assurance of is true and creates a certainty in you. So that comes through hearing and hearing by great, <coughs> No. Clay? No. You and I? No.
1: A George Minor? No. Benny Hinn? No.
0: My ability to have this faith produced in me is determined my ability to hear. Not anything but the word of Christ. The word for who he is. Not my version of it. Not my perception of it. Not my understanding of it but the who he and it actually is. So if I'm able to hear the living word, then this faith will be an outcome that's produced in me. That's why we
1: have the Holy Spirit has been given for us to be able to
0: hear the word of Christ, which is living, an active, sharper than a double sword, judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, that divides spirit and soul, bone and marrow, and does an incredible work where, in the hearts of God's people, so God's people are being transformed and then able to demonstrate which is the whole point of Christianity, a life on the earth which glorifies the Father's name, and people see a church that's on fire, and what the God they worship. <clears throat> See, I believe we've only touched. We've only scratched the surface on God's living word. We've only scratched. We've, it's like doing a to scratch it. You now you scratch the thing. I reckon that there's such a depth that God wants to lead us into in Him, because it's Him. I'm not talking about head knowledge, I'm talking about living transformational truth, knowledge that changes you and I. And so, our ability to hear what the Holy Spirit is communicating through man, through Spirit to Spirit, through the reading of His Word, will determine this faith, this absolute certainty knowledge that I have that creates a confidence in me to trust something. So the fact that I can stand on that chair because I have a certainty and a trust that that chair could hold me and I demoed that on Friday. (laughs) But I have an absolute trust and certainty that I could do that without any fear and now I'm standing up above you. So imagine what That would look like more and more of God in us. Imagine what that looks like when you're confronted with situations and circumstances and challenges that appear like giants. I mentioned two weeks ago, 12 men went into the promised land, all saw the same thing, but only two came out with a report. It justified God's report and the other ten saw the same thing but didn't have an absolute certainty confidence in what God had said and so their thinking, their seeing, their hearing and then their action aligned to their thinking their seeing and their hearing that kept them out of the promised land that God had given to them And you can fast-forward that into the future and paint us in that picture.
1: That is not just a good Old Testament story that ended there. It's for us to
0: see and realize that this foreshadow and type that there are things that God wants to lead us into. He's paid the price. It is finished. His blood covers His grace and powers. I've given you my spirit and my power for you to partake of food that you haven't yet come into, but it's for you. And I've even concealed it for you. And so, being down with Jesus isn't just about being washed by the blood and waiting for your death. And while you're waiting, you might preach the gospel here, you might do some good things here, you might go on a trip to Cambodia, you might turn up and sing some songs. Those things are all part, but they are not the fullness of what he's come to do. Our transformation from the inside out, through having our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, radically transformed, so we're able to think, see, hear, speak, and act, like Him, is the goal. And personally, I am motivated and inspired by that future reality that is not, I'm not in the balls of that today. But I want to move towards it, and that, that work happened in me more and more, so I can glorify his name more. You see, that, what I just painted, I'm discovering that it can even, some people, can derail them and demotivate them. That can become so big, it's almost like, well, I give up. You know what? That's what I see too. I can't do that. Greatest place to reach when you realise you can't do it. Do you know there's freedom in that place? I can't make that happen, that is so big, that's outside of my control, you've got to go, yee-haw, at last you figured that out, because you've been doing something for so long, you in your own strength, and you haven't been in this life. The day you reach that point, you realise that outside of your reality, to you actually find it, it's the greatest day of your life. Because then you realise, oh my goodness, have I actually been in it, to a fullness of measure. Because then there's no trust and no faith required, is there? And what God's trying to do? Create faith and trust. So it's amazing to not be in it. How many people want to figure, how many people want to figure him out in your head? How many people want a God that you can put in a box? Anybody? Not a big God, is it? So God is a mystery that is knowable and he says, your ways aren't my ways. I don't want something that I can attain in my strength. That's what the world's doing. Why is the church doing it as The church is to realize her inadequacies, her inabilities. Firstly, realize the gaps too big. Submit and to humble herself. Pray and seek then the spirit comes and does a phenomenal work in and then you realise through Christ I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me not religion and then I'm partaking of this dimension but I can't get there on my own and God shows me that for my own benefit for me to have to trust him why, to get to know him more to have a conviction and a certainty and assurance that I can trust him my whole life because he's called me to lay down my whole life He's calling me to be disconnected from my wife and my children and my sport and my this and my that and be connected unto him and then reattached and now love always those things like he loves. He is phenomenal and life in him is phenomenal. So what is the it's his word, not my vision of Remember what I said a bill ages ago about Peter? How did you get the Father? So how did you know I was the Messiah? Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. What's flesh and blood? This can be flesh and blood right now. Because I'm hoping that the Spirit is revealing to you what I'm saying. Read this. And without the Spirit, it's just flesh and blood. The role of the Holy Spirit, one of the roles, is to lead us into His version of His truth. Not my perspective, not what I was maybe taught, but those things can align, but those things can be far from reality as well. Who made the serpent? Who made the serpent? Is that your reality that God made the serpent? It says in Genesis that God was made the
1: craftiest animals the serpent and placed the serpent in the garden.
0: What's that saying about God? Do we say this? There is good and there is bad. Yin and yang. I say this. Rubbish. It's all God. God made Lucifer. How <laughs> many right of are getting a little bit derided now? Huh? Yes, yeah, some are, some are Go and ask him. Seek him on this. Is this the God that we know? This is what I'm asking. See, what have we been more up with? Our version of this or his version of this? His reality because it been revealed of who he is or our reality because we haven't maybe gone deep enough in him. And maybe all we've done is hear someone speak but we've never actually sought whether it actually is him and being like a brainer. Because faith is an intimate
1: knowledge which creates an absolute knowing, which creates absolute trust and
0: life in that subject. And that comes from the ability to hear the Word of God, not Greg's version of it, not Mike's, not Anglic's, not Danielle's, not Clay's, not anyone else's version. But God's vision. And ultimately what this faith will do will what? Set you free. Have us all living a wholehearted, full-on life in Him. Which is His heart desire. There is everything on the table. Heaven has been opened. We keep praying for stuff that already has happened. We need to step into what has already happened. But faith comes through your ability to hear. See, Jesus was always saying this. I pray that you will have ears to listen, you listening today? Are you hearing today? They are massively different. Do you have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying through me? was saying because I'm really not talking about seeds and gardens. I'm really not talking about that. I'm talking about a spiritual dimension. That I want you to come into and receive, which will change you. Those who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Oh, hear, oh Israel, that the Lord is one. Hearing and seeing are very similar. In fact, I think they're integrated into them together. And I at the point of my life, I like 10 45 a couple of years ago, where I started realizing my left eye isn't quite seeing the way it was. And I don't know how I discovered this. I think I might have like closed my eye for some funny reason. I like, <laughs> Well, I can't even see that. That's just all blur. I wonder, I used to look at the word like that, just a little bit, I can't see what's there. Can you help me with that? I can't see
1: what's actually there. And I've ordered their glasses of expensive money. <laughs> <laughs> no, they said, do you want
0: reading? He or do you want the full measure? And I'm like, well, how much are they? Well, it's about a thousand bucks for the full measure. I said, read them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad yet, I'm praying for healing. <laughs> until I leave faith in But what's crazy is that as my physical reality is becoming less and less, my spiritual reality is getting more and more. That's what 2 Corinthians says. That as the physical decays, the spiritual grows, the faith that this
1: assurance, this confidence, comes through hearing and hearing through
0: the living word which we then must receive because we can hear it and it can sort of stay about here. You actually have to receive it in. You have to allow it to come and make its home in your heart. that, you may have to take off the lenses that you're currently wearing or well, the filters that are over your ears to be able to receive it. Tell me 1 Thessalonians 2 1 Thessalonians 2 13 This is a beautiful picture of people, the church at Thessalonica, who were able to hear what was spoken through the vessel of a human being, receive it by their absolute knowledge, and it did a work in them. So 13, 1 Thessalonians 2, 13. For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you receive the Word of God, say receive the Word of God. Faith or faith or faith. So this is the Word of God for what it is. The Word of God, not man's version of it. The Word of God. Which you heard from us. That's attention. eh? That's a tension for both people right there. You know why? Because Paul said this, I'm only ever going to speak what has been accomplished through me. So my tension as someone who's a communicator of this is to only speak what God has done through me. Why? Because that's the only thing that I actually know to be true or not. Anything else is my version of it. Hence, if I speak my version of something, what does that possibly make me? A false picture. Not because I'm supposed to be false, but I'm actually speaking something I think is him, but it's actually my version of him, and there's no life. So my intention is I've going to make sure that I'm in intimacy and allow the Father to truly do a word in my mind and my heart and keep taking on lenses and off lenses and filters. So what I actually get up and speak to you is the living word, not my version of it. Have I preached my version of his word to this point today in my 13 years? Yes. Did I mean to? No. Did I think I was preaching everything of his word? Yes. How did I know that was the case? Well, he said, Greg, come here, I want to take you on a journey, and I want to take off your lenses. Will you allow me? And I want to put on some new lenses, son. So you can see me for who I am more than you have seen me today. But so will you let me take off your filters? Will you let me take off your lenses? I need to take off my legs as well. I think I know you for who you are already. I don't think I need to know you anymore. Really, Greg, that's an interesting heart. (sighs) So my, my responsibility, don't worry, yours is coming. (laughs) is to make sure that I'm in what I'm preaching and this is real truth. He's showing me. And I made that decision a year ago. I'm not speaking anything that you are not revealing in me. Because when I read that of Paul, the penny dropped and that's why the man was given 13 books to write. This isn't head knowledge. This is a man's reality. You know who wrote those books? Paul of God. So God allowed Paul to write the books. Why? Because Paul knew God. Then the man says this. I've been, I've been meditating on This is just a little bit. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. God allowed us to write that in the book. But think about that. Imagine if I came to you and said, hello everybody, imitate me <laughs> as I imitate him. Come on, what's your problem with that? Well, What's all this coming at me? Imitate me. No longer God, me. You hear what I'm saying? Imitate me. Paul's saying this in the church. Imitate me. And God is happy for him to write it in the book. Why? Because he knew God. And he is the voice piece of heaven on the earth. And then he says this church, Imitate me. He is the type of church for you and I to become. We are called to be an apostolic priestly people. And what time to go into that today? I'm writing, he's showing me so much stuff. And it's glorious news. Who you and I have been called and chosen to become be partake of and live from. But where does it come from? The ability to hear what the word is saying. Now your part in this role and there we go so is to be able to have a heart and a fertile soil that's able then to hear coming out. And allow that and receive it to do a work in you. So something is performed in you. None of us, we're all part of the process. In every aspect. None of us is outside of the process. So he says this, he says the word which you heard from us, you have accepted it Not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Believe and believe in are radically different. They sound similar. They sound same in the English language. But in the spiritual reality, personally, I believe, believe in, and believe are as wide a part of the grand Canyon. Because ultimately, I believe Abraham was made righteous because he believed. I just believe in it. I believe I have an assurance. I have evidence. I have a conviction. I have a knowing and an intimate knowing of a substance that is true. and I trust my whole life in it. I believe. So these people had that faith. So when they heard the word of God that was spoken through the vessel of man in this instance, they received it because they had ears to hear. They could hear the frequency of the spiritual realm and they said yes, amen, receive it by faith, performs a word, and they change. Isn't that awesome? That's for you and I. That's for you and I as His people. He's been showing so much the battlefield of our minds. This will be the Release and unlock possibilities or it will kill. Why do you think, he says, be transformed through the renewing of your mind? Because your mind ultimately sinks. And what you see your reality, you will speak out Once you speak out, you will find yourself living in. So if you say to me, that Greg, that is impossible. Well, guess what? If that maintains your language, which is your thinking, it will be impossible for you. You will never become the person that he called you to become. There are five foolish and there are five wise. This is one example that God shows us It's not just about praying and prayer. It's about maturing
1: to the fullness of God. If I am 15 years in
0: Christ, but I'm still acting, sorry, I'm 45 in the physical, and I'm still acting like a 10-year-old, I'm going to get in trouble, aren't I? Because I'm supposed to be acting like a 45-year-old we, man, we're so back the front. I'm so back the front. We say things like this. That you get the people that have just been justified because they're the ones on fire. Don't worry about the older ones. This is what I've heard in conferences. It's teach like, get the ones that have just committed because they're on fire for God. And the older ones, they're hard asleep there may be some truth to me. But who are the ones that are supposed to be on fire? who are the ones that are supposed to have known in the I'm going to speak the truth. I have to speak the truth and say it as it is. And I say it in love, even though at times it might sound like something's going to hit you, like a mic close to my hand. My heart to where I say, is in love. Because he showed me something. Hold on a minute. If we take this and we just lay it out in the physical, if I'm 45, but I act like a five year old, man, the police might even come and arrest me. I might be doing doody runs around the city. And that's not free when you're 45. But hey, I'm five years old. What's the problem? what's the issue with that? I might still be sucking on a bottle, but at 45, that would look weird, wouldn't it? So how come that we don't apply that logic into Christianity? If I'm 45 years in the faith, really, that could be 45 years to have this type of faith produced before in me, because of my knowledge of God. So I'd be the most on fire person, the most mature, and you know what that does? When all the young girls come flying in, who's discipling who? Why is it that I'm discipling men older than me? Why is it that Kirk is discipling older men than him? Why is it, where it is, and I'm talking to the church as a whole, where is what God speaks of? Because faith is present. Because the church is actually in something of a realness that's changing us, bringing us into life of freedom and transformation, and because of that, we're laying our lives down and going, hey, you've been here two seconds, come walk with me. Because I'm going to lead you into more of him, the life that I'm in. But my reality is, I will through these doors. No one has discipled me, apart from the Holy Spirit, in essence of inviting me to walk with them. Apart from, in the last two years with the eldership being put in place. But where were all the older people, not in faith and spirit, that said, come on Greg, come walk with us. So we've got to wake up and realize that we've thrown something out that God's putting back in place here, called discipleship, we those that know him the most are walking because of reveal, be with the maturity and are walking alone. He's turning us upside down and putting us back his way. But I know how scary that can be, really trust me. I know how radical that can sound. I know how you, I want to run from all that. That's the choice that he gives every single one of us. But he says, guess what? Faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes through how well you actually know my word. And so if you're finding yourself asking some fairly significant questions
1: today, of where you're at, please run to her and don't
0: run from them. Because I said at the start, you and I are to live our lives from an inside out reality, not an outside in. When Jesus turned up and He said, My kingdom is at hand, repent. Change the way you think. Literally, turn around, repent. That word, pent, is the same word as penthouse. So when you go To a hotel and you stay at the penthouse you stay on the top floor yep and when you open up the windows what do you get to see the best view in the house can the person on level one see what you're seeing in the penthouse no so turn change the way you think take your lenses off allow me to put some lenses on so you can see like me you know when daddy and i did the tower of terror in brisbane anyone know that it's the thing you go straight up and sit and you wait
1: we could pretty much see our apartment in the gold coast where we were staying it's scary eh? but the view was incredible so Jesus says this, Hey everyone, today is the day that a new order gets established on the earth. I'm
0: fulfilling everything, and today is a new order. Then he says this, There was a guy by the name of John the Baptist, we've all heard of him. He's the greatest prophet of the old. The greatest man born and woman of the old, the greatest prophet. Rule tracking. He was the forerunner. He's the one that said he's coming. I'm not the land that he's coming. This guy was the greatest,
1: the greatest, the greatest prophet of the old. But today I tell you that who, he, he who is least in the kingdom is greater than he. He who is least in the kingdom is greater than the greatest prophet of the old. You talk about an like, identity like upgrade. Who believes this? Can you hear what I'm saying? We should be shouting. Yay! He who least in this new kingdom that I am bringing is greater than John the Baptist. Come on. Give me something. You've been called to be greater than John the Flippin Baptist. And it doesn't say that greatness is the least. He who was least in this. Jesus is watching a similar throne in eternity. Come on, guys, it's time. Faith comes by those who can hear what is spoken and hear it by the word. And the word says that. Jesus stated this. It's not Greek. Greeks reading the Bible. It was Christ that said it. So does that mean that we might need an upgrade in thinking, so that thinking is our thinking, so then we live in that thinking? <sighs> now you understand the power of the Holy Spirit that I've been speaking of, and how important cool it is to see the power of the Holy Spirit, be baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, because the baptism of the Holy Spirit brings you in catapult you into reality, that you can now see, that you can now hear, and now you can live in it, and live it out.
0: It's AWESOME! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 5.7. I always lie. Sorry, all I've got to say, then I'll tell you some more. Two scriptures. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5-7. For we walk by faith, not by sight.
1: Amen. And the context there is temporal and eternal. Okay, so we walk by faith. What's faith? Just that's your knowledge, not by physically what we see. In Romans
0: 1, 17, but the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous people live with this knowing we've been called
1: and invited to know Him, and hurt them, people. So let's just get on board with seeking him more, asking him to reveal himself more so we're happy to demonstrate his life on earth. Amen.